welcome back to another episode of Wickedly Macabre. As you know, I am Dee Seibel, and I'm here with my best friend every week, Tiffany Trichetto. Say hi, Tiffany. Hi, Dee Dee. Hi. How are you? You know what? I'm doing good. You now. seem you seem more chill since we've been sitting in the car for a little bit. Yeah. Now I'm a little bit late, a little bit more laid back now. It's been uh, a stressful, emotional roller coaster last couple weeks, but I think everything's worked out. And uh, yeah, so I'm on this uh, groovy gravy train. On the upswing? I think so. That's good. Yep. So I guess we should talk to our, our listeners a little bit about what changes are coming. Yes. Because we've, we've, we've talked and we've plotted. So Tiffany and I have decided to make a couple changes um, to the podcast. And so instead of having a weekly podcast, we are going to go bi-weekly. We're so, doing it for a couple reasons. One, as you know, gas prices are freaking crazy right now. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the reasons we're having to cut back due to gas prices. Um, we, we've also had some personal stuff come up in our lives um, that have taken a lot of our energy and time. And we both work a lot. Tiffany works two jobs, um, plus the podcast. And I work a full-time job, plus I have two kids. And you're a caregiver. And I have my mom, who I'm kind of a caregiver. I'm not really doing that a whole lot anymore, but I am taking care of her as time allows and as much as she will allow me to be. As much as she allows. Um, so yeah, our lives are really busy and we want to be able to not rush through a story. We want to be able to tell a proper story and give it time and not not rush it. We pick our cases because we are intrigued by them and we want to do them justice. And part of that is having the time to write it and do it well because although we're doing this for free right now, we're putting ourselves out on the line and we don't want to do anything half-ass. Yep. So that's um, big change number one. The second thing is we have decided to uh, pick an end date for our first season and a start date for our second season. So our end date for season one, the season that you're currently listening to, is going to be, what was it, July. Sunday, July 3rd? Yep. So right before Independence Day. That way we have the summer to relax and soak in some vitamin D, hopefully, and um, kind of jumpstart everything again, you know, get revitalized. And then uh, we are going to restart the podcast the last Sunday in October, which is... The day before Halloween. The day before Halloween. So October 30th. Um, and so that's just like, we're, we're kind of putting that out there. Um, and, you know, making plans. And I think we have some pretty big plans for season two already in the works that we're going to surprise you with uh, in the future. Um, 
But, um, yeah. Tiffany, are you excited? I am excited. I'm happy. I really like doing this. I get to spend time with you. I get to research cases. Yeah. It's weird now when I don't talk to you. It is really for weird. A couple, for a couple days, I'm just like, I haven't heard from Tiffany. Is she alive? Oh, my God. The other day, I, I was texting you. And I'm like, oh my God, where is she? I hope she's okay. Like, what's happening? <laughs> I feel like we haven't talked. It's been too long. Yeah. Which is great. It makes me happy. Yep. And it made me happy that today you came over with really shitty nails. It gave me a little bit of a creative out- outlet tonight to fix them and make them look a, a bit better. I thank you. You're welcome. I showed up with uh, two cute little outfits for... Phoenix. Yeah, oh, yes. Running around wearing them. So backwards. adorable. <laughs> yes, her little dresses, her little Disney dresses, Little Mermaid and Minnie Mouse, and it's so cute. The Minnie Mouse one came with little ears. No, oh. the Minnie Mouse one didn't or, come with no, ears. No, I'm sorry. It should have come with it ears. It should have come with ears, but the Ariel one came with ears. Which is weird. She didn't have ears. I mean, she had human ears. She didn't have mouse ears. <laughs> she didn't have ears. But it was so cute when Phoenix came up to me. She's like, Mom, can I wear these on our next vacation? Aww. And I was like, yes, baby. I don't know. I'm on a vacation, but you can wear them on, your next, on our next vacation. She's like, thanks, Mom. Aww. Yeah. Oh, funny story, true story. So two nights ago, Phoenix got knocked down in the hallway by her dog, who was just really excited that the kids were home. And Tibbs comes over to help her up flips her over and he's like are you okay are you okay I'm gonna give you CPR and he goes to press on her chest and she she says I'm not dead Tibbs and straight up kicks Tibby in the throat <laughs> and I'm just like oh my god that's I so was funny. in tears Tibbs was he's okay <laughs> Okay, he's fine. He was semi laughing when he turned around and said, Oh, my throat! That's so funny. But just like sitting there and watching it, like this little three year old is just, I'm not dead! (laughs) (laughs) I can see that happening. And how do you know what CPR is, kid? Like, how do you know that? You're three. I don't even, where'd she even. I don't know. It's interesting where they pick things up from. Yeah. I don't... Who knows? Who knows? That's so funny. I wish I had seen that. Yeah. Jeff, literally, he was facing the other way, and I was looking directly down the hall, and he's like, what just happened? And I'm just sitting there in tears. Dying. Dying. That's so funny. Like, hold on. I gotta breathe. Yep. creepy facts to creep you out fun creepy fact to creep you out this one's actually funny so thank you one a day or pageaday.com workman publishing calendar in 2007 an employee at a mexican restaurant in el lago texas called police to report a theft a man had pulled a dine and dash then headed to a vacant building across the street an officer found an open door around the back of the building and upon entering called out, Marco! <laughs> in, an ex- 
in an attempt to inject some humor into the situation. Unbelievably, the suspect called back Polo and was quickly quickly apprehended by the officer. (laughs) The restaurant decided to not press charges, um, but the dude was charged with criminal trespass. That is so funny. So, that's great. That is awesome. That is probably that officer's favorite story. It's my favorite uh, rest story, personally. That's so funny. Marco! Polo! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the coin of fate. All right, today's flip comes from a United States of America quarter dollar. This is the year 2018, and this has a crane on the back. Not to be confused with a loon or a duck, Tiffany. Or a construction crane? Or a construction crane. (laughs) The look you gave me, you're like, did you just really say that? All right, let's see what we flip. Now, as a reminder, heads, true crime, tails, paranormal. It's in my crotch. (laughs) Okay, carefully lifting it up. What? It's heads. Tiffany. Yay, my turn. The story you're about to listen to contains descriptions of rape, sexual assault, and other forms of abuse. If you are sensitive to such topics, we recommend joining us next time. Today, we are going to dive into this episode of the soap maker of... I'm probably going to misspell a bunch of this stuff since I'm not from Italy. Misspell or mispronounce? Mispronounce. The soap maker of Correggio. Her name is Leonarda? Leonarda. It's a chick? It's a chick. She is Italy's first serial killer. She is also Italy's first lady serial killer, clearly. If she's the first. It's pretty amazing and actually so the what made me interested in this case was the reason she murders that's what made me intrigued you shall see at the end ish why so we're gonna start with her background what's interesting is she has a very similar background to me Except one of us didn't turn out to be a serial killer. I mean, you're not convicted yet. Yet. Allegedly. What? Isn't allegedly when you are uh, accused of? You're not being accused of anything, Tiffany. Are you you accusing me? Have you been (laughs) accused? (gasps) Uh. Um, Her name is Leonardo Chinchilli. I actually looked up the spelling. Pronunciation? Yep pronunciation guide so I wouldn't fuck it up Tiffany <laughs> doesn't know the difference between pronunciation and spelling it's fine <laughs> words are hard okay words are hard um 
so her mom, Emilia, was from a rich family. She was on her way home alone from a fancy dinner with a suitor when she was attacked by Marino Chinchilli. Mariano. Yep, words are hard. Uh, you can tell the last name is the same. I don't like where that's going. No, so he was a creepy stalker and being the creepy stalker that he was, he decided to sully her and ruin her life. He had been watching her go about her privileged life around town when he decided he was going to steal her V-card. For those of you who don't know what a V-card is, that is your virginity. Yep, hers is about to be no more. And steal means rape. Yeah, definitely. So he started removing her skirt being back in the time when this happened, what time she, did she didn't know what was happening. So this is pre-World War II. How far, like, in between the wars? Or? Um, this is actually before World War I. It's 1917. Okay. She didn't know what sex was because back then parents didn't teach their children about it. So when he started removing her skirt, she thought that he was going for money that she hid. So back in the day, I guess they used to hide it in their like pantyhose area. Oh my goodness. So she thought that she was being robbed. He started removing her underwear. She still didn't know what was happening. She screamed in pain and cried the whole time, of course. And then she laid in the field for hours until she finally gathered enough strength to walk home. She still didn't know what happened. She literally did not know what sex was or why she was hurting other than she was attacked. I can, I can, I physically know what it's like to be raped, unfortunately. It's horrible. Could you imagine walking home in the early 1900s by yourself after getting attacked and having absolutely no idea what happened or anything? I'm confused. Where was her chaperone? Didn't they have chaperones back in those days? Yes. Where was... Was he her chaperone? No. Where's she did not have a chaperone. What the fuck? I know. So basically the one time that her parents let her walk by herself she gets attacked i can't even imagine like knowing how painful it is to as a female to lose your virginity to have that be done to you and you not know what's going on like i probably think that i is i was being split in half i just oh it it's horrible sad. she was raped for hours in full darkness, out in the elements, in someone's random field. I'm sure she cried herself to sleep that night, in bed wishing in the morning that it was just a nightmare. The next day she forced herself to act like nothing happened and no one noticed she was sad. She knew what happened was bad, so she kept it to herself until she started gaining weight. 
When her mom noticed her weight gain, she threatened to ruin her daughter unless she told her why she was gaining weight. Her parents and his parents got together and told their kids that they were forced to get married because he got her pregnant. She was mortified and he was ecstatic. Could you imagine your parents forcing you to marry the dude who raped you? Fuck that shit. I'm out. It's horrible. Their civil union happened in 1917 at the equivalent of what a courthouse wedding would be today. They took their things to their new homes in utter silence. She refused to have sex with him that night and every night after. So he raped her over and over again. They didn't have consensual sex one time. Every single time he raped her. She always made excuses for it saying she did what he told her he wouldn't have to do that. So basically she was blaming herself. If I hadn't done this, then this wouldn't happen, mm -hmm. which is pretty normal for anyone being abused. She said, if only I cooked better, if only I cleaned better, if only I gave him sex, on and on. Their marriage was filled with consistent physical, sexual, and psychological abuse. When she told her mom about it, she said, well, if you didn't like it, then maybe you shouldn't have had sex with him in the first place. The people in her life who should be protecting her was giving her shit. They could not care less. They said, it's your fault. You should not have acted the way you did. Pregnant Amelia was all alone when she went into labor. And with the help of complete strangers, she gave birth to her daughter, Leonardo. Every time she looked at her daughter, she was reminded of her shame. The only thing Amelia thought she had any control over was her child, so she took everything out on her. Poor girl. One night, Amelia let Mariano die. She thought they would be much better without him. It's clear that he was slowly dying, but I couldn't quite figure out from what. My educated guess is that it was liver failure or alcohol poisoning or both. I'm sure his liver was shot. I mean, they're probably better off without him. They probably are better off without him. After his funeral, Amelia told her daughter that they were better off without him and how much of a shit show abusive asshat he was. Good riddance. She couldn't help but daydream about how their lives would improve, possibly getting her family and lifestyle back. When reality set in, she started looking for another husband. So here's the thing. She came from a rich family. They had everything that she possibly could have wanted. They had servants and beautiful dresses and parties and the whole thing. So she went from that lifestyle to being the poorest people in every city that they lived in. So here she is daydreaming that, okay, he's gone now, so my family, they'll accept me back. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. Her family told her that she was on her own. They didn't want her dirtiness to rub off on them. Instead, she took her anger out on poor Leonardo. Leonardo 
because of all this abuse, she tried to kill herself twice before the age of 14. Mm. Both times, she failed. Her mother didn't even notice. Amelia decided to marry off her daughter. That would be the best thing for her. Not Amelia. Or, I'm sorry, not Leonardo. It's the best thing for Amelia to okay. marry off her daughter. Yeah. So, Amelia secretly made appointments with potential suitors behind her daughter's back. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to Amelia, Leonardo had secretly been dating Raphael Pansardini. Pansardini? Pansardi. Raphael. Pensardi. Pensardi. He was a shopsman. Her mom forbid them to date, but Leonardo basically said, fuck you, and married him without her knowledge. At this point, Leonardo was 21 and a full-fledged woman. Upon finding out, Amelia put a curse upon her marriage. This would be a huge turning point in Leonardo's mental status. Like, this is the point where she went from being okay to being fucked in the brain. Oh, like, this like was the turning point. She began to be a coward anytime anything went wrong at home. Raphael would tell her she was okay and he wasn't upset about whatever it was that she was freaking out about. But she would respond with a clear, I was abused response no matter what he said. And I totally get this from someone with abuse in her past. I understand it's hard not to respond that way. In fact, you have to train yourself not to respond that way. Even now in my 30s, it's hard not to cry when someone tells me I did something wrong. I, I will also kind of chime up and say like being I wasn't in a physically abusive relationship, but I was in a toxic and emotionally abusive relationship. And, um, going from that to a healthy, stable relationship, I still have a lot of emotional baggage that I deal with and it stays with you. It does. For a long time. Currently, it comes out a lot in work. In fact, if you were to ask some of my coworkers right now, they would tell you, stories of it happening firsthand when I was new at this job a higher up person yelled at me for something positive I said in an email and I proceeded to spend 30 minutes on the bathroom floor at work bawling I'm sorry for something positive you said negative yeah something positive I said and they reacted negatively yes and it was very upsetting I was new in my position. I had just moved into a different position, and it was horrible. Um, after years and years of being out of abuse, I'm no longer being abused. I'm fine. It still affects you. Yeah. It will probably always affect you, even with all the therapy that I've had. Unfortunately, that stuff just stays with you. Years and years 
after this, she just kept getting worse until she started having seizure-like symptoms. Eventually, she gave in and seeked help from a palm reader. She's... Because that's the right person to get help from. Right? Jimmy, freaking crickets. She said the curse was not going to be her demise. In fact, it would be the opposite. Her curse was that her kids would all die before her. Oh. She desperately wanted kids. She feared her mom's curse and tried everything to have kids. They ended up moving to Raphael's hometown in search of a less stressful life. It seemed to have actually worked for a while. She got pregnant and she ended up having a perfectly beautiful, happy, healthy boy. She had multiple kids die before the age of three. Oh, I thought you told me there was no children involved in the story and before we got started. And there's children dying in the story. I'm sorry. You're right. I might have written the story like a month ago. She had multiple kids die before the age of three. Some were miscarriages. Others were toddlers. All in all, she ended up having 17 pregnancies. Three were miscarriages, 10 died, and the rest lived. Also, this is back in the day when, unfortunately, miscarriages happened because of not having health care and so many reasons. Well, health care... I mean, in the early 1900s, is 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 isn't what it is today. Exactly. Um, Imagine the diseases that we have basically eradicated by doing vaccines, or you know, washing hands. Yeah, back in this time, they basically pooed in a bucket next to their bed, and their their food situation wasn't yeah, what it is be, now. And so, I mean, those diseases, yeah. Did they even have antibiotics? Uh, good question. Hey Siri, what year did antibiotics become a thing? Oh, is she not going to tell us? Apparently not. She's too good I guess to I talk. have to click on. Yeah, it wasn't discovered until 1928. And he didn't get his Nobel Peace Prize for it until 1945. So yeah, this is pre-antibiotics. Leonardo, not only did she have... 17 pregnancies but the town that they were living in had a massive earthquake almost all the casualties were in her town it was so bad that they had to move the city and all the people that lived it took thousands of italian dollars worth of donations which were flooding in from italians all over italy in fact for the first time they were able to have some savings because of this. She was very hopeful that this natural disaster would be her exciting new start. For the first time ever, she felt like she wasn't pitied. She opened a storefront where they sell soap out of the house. Her husband didn't have to work because they were selling so much product. And nice. back then it was, they lived above the shop which we've all seen in TV shows and movies. She started making friends, going to dinner parties. She 
ended up selling out of her first so every time she would make a new soap she would sell out of it wow people from all around italy started coming in just for her soap which brought people into the town and started supporting other shops in town this is when she decided she was going to begin fortune telling because she felt like the fortune teller that helped her she could give back so she would sell travelers soap and then tell them their fortunes when she was in her shop she was so happy at this time that she decided that the curse must have been removed because if it was still going none of this stuff would happen she still has the four kids it's been years with nothing everything is she's just up and up okay she was so happy and i would be too you think this curse is just there waiting for you and at any moment one of your kids could die and then years go by and nothing happens then she started dabbling in black magic oh no you don't do that and this is when it all starts to go wrong it always goes wrong with black magic yeah so it started with her deciding that she was going to put a protection spell on her family. Well, I mean, that's not horrible. It's not. Ten years after moving, the whole soap thing's going great. She's fortune telling. Everything's great. It's been ten years. She is finally feels like she is a part of society in her town. She doesn't feel like she is the bottom literally person on the totem pole she's making friends her life is going great it all goes wrong so it's been 10 years world war ii is about to start any second her son is of age to join the military what's his name his name is giuseppe oh like pocono po pocono po he really really wants to go not just because there's a war going on and he feels like he needs to help but because his mom is very overbearing. Okay, yeah, I get that. Very much beyond a helicopter mom. Way beyond a helicopter yeah. mom. She is so overbearing that he feels like he can't even breathe when he's around her. For some reason, most all of this is only on her oldest son, Giuseppe. She does not focus on the other three. In fact, I can't even find the name of the other three kids. Everything's about Giuseppe. Giuseppe this, Giuseppe that. Where's Giuseppe? I swear to God, if friggin' what are they called? I don't know. Um, GPS, little GPS things. Oh, if they had those back then? Yes. Would he be injected with those chips? Yeah. Abs chip, thank you. Um, but it sounded like she didn't even need one because she was literally everywhere, wherever he was. I don't know how she was selling soap so much because she was all up in his shit. I feel bad for him. Uh, so he was like, I really am just, I gotta go <laughs> right now. Can I go now? You were joking about marrying your cousin. Oh my God, did she marry your cousin? Uh, she would probably marry him. That's how. That's gross. Yeah, for real. It's loss of words because of how awful it is. Just, ugh. Oh my God, I can't even. Okay, gross. So while he's waiting to leave, he is signed up and everything. He's ready to go, but he has to wait. A townsperson at a farmer's market accidentally tells his mom that he signed up. 
and then oh, he was she leaving. No, she didn't know. Oh no! So randomly, she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to this farmer's market," and Billy Joe over there was like, "Hey, oh, uh, your son, he just signed up." Oh, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> The name you come up with <laughs> for an Italian, like, I didn't sales even think person about that. is Billy Joe. <laughs> yep. Okay. Apparently it is. What does he sell? It's a very Italian name. Does, does he sell Pabst Blue Ribbon? Or pot. <laughs> one of the two. Oh, oh, no, no, it's moonshine. That's what he sells. <laughs> In the Italian <laughs> markets. You know it. Oh, I can't. Okay, I heads didn't up. even. We have less than ten minutes. Okay, so she decided. Of course, she's devastated. She freaks out. Um, it had to be Amelia's curse. It's her mom. Of course, it's her mom. So she, she deep dives in black magic. Every book she can find, she's trying to find the most powerful spell that she can to either save him. Or get him not to join or whatever it took. She came to the conclusion that she needed to trade a life for a life. She needed to find someone to sacrifice. Oh, hot, hot damn. She needed to sacrifice someone to break the curse and protect her son. So she decided it was her fate to turn a sacrificed human into food. For other humans to eat. Oh, God. I'm talking about can cannibalism. She literally oh, decides. Hold on. Can you say cannibalism like you're sober and not drunk? Cannibalism? Cannibalism. Cannibalism. Okay, good. The art of eating people. It's an art now? She makes it an art. Oh, God. That's gross. The amount of details that I found out, it gets interesting. She was certain that the only way to save his life was for him to eat people. So poor Giuseppe doesn't know anything about this, by the way. He is, like, completely in the dark. Has no idea that his mom has gone off the fucking rails. Why she decided that she wanted to do that? God, who knows? So she needed to learn to cook. She learned to make soap so she can learn to make people bread. I'm sorry, people something. bread? I mean, I couldn't decide. What else are you going to call it? Meatloaf. So, essentially, she needs to find someone to replace a soul for a soul. Uh-huh, yeah. So, she needs to find an equal sacrifice. So, she needs to find another dude? Her plan is to make friends with people using her black magic and her fortune-telling. So she ends up luring these people in with whatever they want in life. She literally lures them in the house with this knowledge. She's all like, hey, I'm reading your poem and I'm really glad you got the soap today, but it looks like you also need, uh, yeah, right there. That line right there tells me that you need to come over to my house for a lot of peach pie. So how about you come over tonight for some peach pie? And then they come over for peach pie and yeah. instead they, they die? Yep. That's a horrible way. It is horrible. Why would you use peach pie like that? So, Tiffany, is this something that she actually does? Like, she goes through with this plan of sacrificing humans 
and tricking them in her house so she can murder them, cook them up in, you know, what would you call human bread, and then feed them to poor unknowing Giuseppe. I guess you're going to have to wait till the next episode to find out. Sorry, guys. This is where we're going to end the episode. Okay, so we got to wait till next time. Yep. Dick move, bro. Sorry, guys. Dick move. You're going to have to come back for the next episode of Wickly Macabre. Do I have to come back? You better come back. Okay, I guess I'll come back. Oh, Tiffany, I hate cliffhangers. Enjoy your uh, <laughs> dinner tonight. I uh, I don't think I have much of an appetite. You might not want to use soap either. <laughs> I think I'll just stick with body wash, thanks. Yep. Now I'm going to be, I don't know. You can't mm, look at bars of soap the nope, same again. I cannot. Mm, mm, no. That makes me all sorts of uncomfortable. Well, I mean, she wasn't using the humans in the soap, so I guess that's okay. Or was she? My mind is racing. Are those my son's glasses? No, they're mine. Those look exactly like Tibbs' glasses. That's so funny. Yeah, they're exactly like his. Where'd you get them? Uh, online. Yeah, they might be the same ones. Because I got them online. Was it Zenny? It was! Oh my god! <laughs> All of, um, did you get them lockdown. for, did you get them in the kids section? Yes, because I have a tiny face. Oh my God. I have to wear kids size stuff. You have the same glasses. As yeah, kids. I probably do. They're probably identical. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, we're going to head out, um, and, uh, enjoy the rest of our night. We hope you enjoy the rest of your day and we will talk to you. Not this next week, but the week after that, because we're going bi-weekly, guys. All right? Beware of your mom. What? Beware of soap. Why am I... Why am I... Okay. Just be afraid of everything, apparently. Yes. that's the warning I'm getting here. Yep. Trust nothing. You're welcome. I guess vegan life from now on. Definitely. All right.